Blog Talk Radio. a little technical um, problem here. My dear friend Meg, who's running the panel for us for the very first time as of about four minutes ago, (laughs) is taking care of the studio end of this because I suddenly had no internet. So it's great to have somebody smart and quick at the other end of the line who can step up and take over. So Meg is running the panel. And are you there, Meg? I am here, Catherine. Good evening. Okay. I'm going to introduce you. I'm Catherine May, and I'm about to introduce my co-host, my for the who's who's uh, helping us out tonight for the first time, and I'm just delighted that she's here. Meg Davis is an acupuncturist and a brilliant healer. She lives in Georgia, and she was um, the person who nearly single-handedly planned our Georgia um, Healing for Ascension tour. We were in Atlanta, and she found out we were there, and within two days she had set up an entire weekend workshop, and we just hit the ground running, and it was a wonderful time. And Meg was there the whole time learning the visual centering, helping out, keeping things moving, um, calling people, keeping it organized. It was just a great time. We had a wonderful friend who who put us up, Eva, and I'll bet she's listening. Mm -hmm. She's a big fan of Meg's as well, I'm sure. (laughs) So it's delightful to have you here, Meg. Thank you so much for coming. And I'm really excited. I think this will be a lot of fun having you here. Mm. So I, um, four minutes ago, turned over (laughs) all the technical um, runnings of the show to Meg because my Internet went down. So we've had some problems lately, some technical problems, but... See, we can overcome it in four minutes, and we're we're up and running again. So looks good, huh? Yes. I can hear you. Yes. We are good All right. to go. So, so maybe you'd like to say hello to the 
to the family here and and let them know where you are and and what you're doing today. Wonderful. Good evening, everybody. I hope you enjoy my nice southern accent. <laughs> I am in uh, in the greater Atlanta area in Georgia, and it's just such an honor to be serving here as as the support team for Catherine and all of you out there around the world and our cosmic hosts in this ascension process. Really quite an honor. And as Catherine said, I'm getting my feet wet tonight, but I'm sure I'll catch on quickly and it'll just run as smoothly as possible. And just thrilled to be a part of this wonderful new adventure. I've been um, listening to Catherine for um, about a year and um, as Catherine said, I've been able to take advantage of her wonderful teaching two and three times with the visual centering and um, changed my life in real meaningful ways and added to my practice substantially. And uh, was able to go to Puerto Rico with them on their wonderful tour down there in a uh, magical area and was able to connect again with the group. So I'm just thrilled to be a part here again and and be of service any way I can. Thank you, Catherine. Mm, Meg is an important member of our team, and I'm just delighted to have an, another way that we can connect. So, yeah, Puerto Rico was really an amazing time. Um, we stayed there for, you were there at least a week, right? Maybe, t- was it more? It Eight or nine weeks. days? Mm-hmm. We had a great time in Puerto Rico, and uh, people just fell into step. We worked all, you know, it it was not exactly a vacation, you couldn't say, because we were working all day long, but it was such a pleasure. And the folks in the house who were all there um, to be a part of the team and to learn the work and also to help out when we did the workshops, it was just a wonderful fit. And along with Meg came Mark Gregg, who is also a powerful healer in his own right. And he will be, hopefully, filling in on one of the radio shows or more. And um, Mark and I also fell into step and found that the work that we do is very compatible. And so we worked out a sort of team approach <clears throat> that we used in the groups, and it was such a pleasure to have people who are at such an advanced level right there in the groups, helping to run them, um, doing their own thing, which also fit exactly in with what I was doing. So the whole thing was just a pleasure. So I'm now having the pleasure of continuing our work together, and we're hoping to expand and and reach out and do some more traveling and hopefully do some traveling together. So we have big plans. <laughs> and with more of us, um, we can cover more ground, we can reach more people, we can spread the word, and it's going to be fun. And speaking so, of touring around, I think you've got... Uh wonderful upcoming trip to Toronto planned. That's right. We should announce that. Yes. Um, Yeah, it's actually next 
weekend, not, let's see, not this coming weekend, the weekend after, um, June 20th. That weekend will be, actually it's north of Toronto in a place called King City. And we're going to be at a lovely retreat center. Um, The person helping us with it has a, a beautiful house and with rooms where you can stay and also meeting rooms that are just lovely. So we will be doing an evening. Why don't I let you describe what we do? Because mm. it's nice to hear someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so June 20th through the 22nd. And the f- mm-hmm. um, it's three days, and it's really quite fun. The first night is sort of a teaser we gather people around on Friday night for a few hours and do a call very similar to this with uh, Dr. May, God, and guests. And just like tonight, Catherine will ask who's coming in, and they all are jockeying for a chance to come in. It's really quite a fun galactic <laughs> competition to see who gets to come. And it's very personalized for the group that's there as well as for all of us, and that's very um very special, and they get to do some questions and answers themselves. And then then the next day is usually a visual centering workshop, which is all day, usually five or six hours, where you get to work in a group, which is so powerful. Not only do you get your own time working, but watching people as they become visually centered, there's nothing like it. It's like a light bulb goes off in them, and you just want to clap and cry for them at the same time as they (laughs) get this aha moment Mm -hmm. that's beautiful. And so the group work as well as the individual work is just terrific. And then we're all just buzzing from that and uh, usually have a great dinner together and bask in the, um, the visual centering oneness for the rest of the evening. And then the next day we get to usually do some healing group work with Sananda sometimes Prime Creator, sometimes Mother, Father, God. They all like to come in usually, and we'll have healing sessions. And then we all get to sit and relax while Catherine does the call with Sananda um, and continue the healing with that. Um, Just an amazing weekend, and you just get to see each other go higher and higher, and you form these lifelong friendship bonds. And and um, you're just never the same. I mean, I, I still see people that were here at our uh, visual sounding workshop, you know, a couple of months later, and they are still so completely altered and just love sharing with me how they continue to see how impactful this was in their lives. So if you are anywhere near Toronto or can find the time, it is a life-changing experience, and you form friendships forever wonderful experience wow thank you Meg it's lovely for me to hear how other people experience it I mean I certainly feel all those things in the group Um, but it's lovely to hear someone who's been there describing it because you know we're we're on the road we're moving so fast we often don't get to go back to the places we've been to so People stay in contact. We hear from them often. You know, we get updates, but it's it's lovely when you're there and you see them 
it's so nice to know how everybody's doing. I really get a kick out of that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So that was a really good description of what a weekend on tour with us is like. And I'm hoping that, you know, we're going to expand this. We'll have more time in each place. We'll be able to let Meg and Mark and Gabriella and others do their own healing techniques with people as well so people can just get a smorgasbord of all the techniques and modalities that we bring with us. So it's going to be a good time. I'm thinking we may go to L.A. pretty soon. So we're still thinking about that, Um, working on Gabriella's immigration issues right now so we can get that straightened out, and then we'll be traveling the world. Hmm. So I forgot to mention I'm Catherine May. Um, My website is whoneedslight.org. And we're going to have a brand-new, sparkling, bright website um, underway. It's it's in the works now, but our webmaster, Don Buckley, is at this moment getting ready to go to the Galapagos for two weeks to work. And I can't wait to talk to him about what he's going to do there mm. because who gets to go to the Galapagos Islands? for work. He's he's a fabulous IT person. So he and Gabriella are going to be working on building the site. Um, we're going to have some other wonderful people working with us to help with some of the PR and, and getting the word out. So it's going to be a good time. And we have some pretty exciting things planned for the future. And to let but people know the- where to find everything... I'll uh, put a plug in for the um, Facebook pages. That oh, is yes. how I just keep in touch with everything up to the last minute. And um, the Healing for Ascension Tour is where Gabriella posts all the second-by-second news and where I always find your messages from um, your channeled messages first, even before the website. And... <laughs> for wanting a more personal touch and to form really wonderful relationships around this information, around visual centering and around the channeled messages and Catherine's work, we have a group called Healing for Ascension Tour Group. And this is where we can really get down to some fun sharing and getting to know each other on a more personal level and also um, share testimonials and encourage each other on our own ascension path and and um, just uh, a cheerleading group and so uplifting and Gabriella is just a miracle worker on holding oh, our she's intention just done clear, a beautiful, job. beautiful and we're all so such a higher level of vibration of sharing that goes on there it's such a high high level high vibration group you just you just buzz when you're even just listening to the the messages so wanted to share that with people for a way to connect even deeper with uh, around Catherine's work and um yeah and also to meet people in your area this was why we originally started it because everyone was saying I am the only one in my area people who would call in 
with questions, would say, I'm the only one who's listening to this, the only person I know who's even interested in this kind of thing. And so we put people in touch with each other. And you never know, there might be somebody in your town. There undoubtedly is somebody in your town who's feeling the same way. And they're not going to come up to you at the grocery store and say, guess what, I'm working toward my ascension. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to say, you know, how was the soccer game with the kids? So people don't tell you. So this way, a lot of people have encountered others who are nearby. When we did our, our Montreal tour, the people from the Facebook page got together and met with each other and helped to plan the tour. So they, by the time we got there, they were already, you know, connected with each other and having a good time and looking forward to the weekend. So now they have a family, you know. We, we moved on, but they're still working together. So it's, it's a really good way <clears throat> of... Um, hooking up with other people who are of like mind, Hmm. which is what this is all about. Mm -hmm. We can't do it alone. We need a family. And so that's what we've tried to do here, is to create a family of like-minded people who can really raise their vibration together and have some fun in in the process. So <clears throat> go to my website, such as it is now. It will be evolving. The um, It's called whoneedslight.org, and there, the basic things are there, but we're going to be updating and um, renewing, so you'll get the most update, updated information in the time for the time being on the Facebook page. And Gabriella does such a beautiful job. She puts these wonderful, with each message, she puts a beautiful picture. And she's a wonderful graphic designer. So the things that she produces are just beautiful. So it's a delight to work with her, too. Okay, so let's see who's going to come through. Now, I want to let people know that we will be answering questions later, but poor Meg has never used the board before, doesn't have any idea of how it works. <laughs> so but watch what happens, just gang. Jump in. <laughs> it's so nice to work with people who are so smart because when I called her, you know, five minutes before the show, the show, she didn't blink an eye. Of course, I couldn't see her, but I could tell she didn't blink. <laughs> she just said, sure, what do you want me to do? And jumped right in. So, Meg, you're going to kind of hold the space for me, and I'm going to let people know who is coming through. I, I talked to Father God earlier. He gave me a beautiful message, and he said he wanted to do a message before the show today. Well, unfortunately, I was a bit busy, so it got broken up into, you know, different sessions. Um, So I didn't get it out until about 6 tonight. But there is a new message from Father God, 
<clears throat> very interesting information. It was very interesting, yes. Um, I'll just Maybe we should just give a little thumbnail about what the message is about, because I think he will probably continue on that with the assumption that all of you will read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you aren't on the email list, you can sign up to get the messages, so you'll be you'll get it in your mailbox if you'd like to do that. Um, you can go to sign up on uh, on my uh, web page. You just it'll take you to the email program, and you just put in your email address, and then you'll be on the list to get the messages by email. So it'll go into your own email box, so you don't have to go around looking for it if you just want it to show up there for you, which is convenient. So um, today's message, you can fill in for me, um, Meg. Of course, I wasn't there exactly (laughs) for a lot of it. (laughs) What a strange thing, but we're used to it now. I I get the gist of it, you know, and I I they put pictures with what they're saying. So I get the the really it's it's a lovely thing because I'm a visual person. So I see the pictures as they're dictating the message. So I don't always remember the words they've said, but I remember the meanings. So there was a lot about um how different our ascension path is now than what we were told even a few months ago. And it's not because they don't tell the truth. It's because everything has changed. And we changed it. So all of this work that we've done, raising our vibration, doing the meditations, I think the meditations had a powerful effect. Um, paying really close attention to our own vibrational level and trying to stay in love all the time has had such a powerful effect that we jumped uh, uh, at least six timelines that I know of. And that means that where we were a year and a half ago is entirely different in terms of the events and the energies that we're going to experience. We have left behind, completely left behind, any possibility that Earth is going to be blown up by nuclear weapons, for instance. That was on the timeline we were on before December 21st. Which is why I think our masters gave us such a pep talk and kept us working so hard for all this time because it's working. Some people say, well, nothing's happened, but it's not true. On the etheric level, we have changed our destiny, completely changed our destiny. And it means now that this ascension process is not going to have to involve rescue. 
They're not going to have to, you know, beam us up because the planet's about to explode. And from what I can see, it means, well, I think there was one line in there. I'm going to let you take over from here because I want to hear what your take on it is. Do you want to add something, Meg? It was such a rich letter. I read, Mark and I were reading it right before we started the call, and it was so rich. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to go back to this <laughs> and read this again. <laughs> it was it was a game-changing um, message. Mm-hmm. And what I really, what was the most beautiful part that I really was my takeaway was we are in charge of our ascension path completely now. With, with being removed from any worry about rescue or intervention, with Mother Earth ascending already, she has mm-hmm. become Starship Terra, and he used that name, and she has become our healing vessel. And almost like our own personal planetary light chamber, because she said, he said, mm-hmm. what will happen is you will notice the aging process slows and then it will stop and then we will start reversing the aging all with our groundedness and our feet on Starship Terra. And we no longer are these drastic changes needed with, you know, pulling people up and putting them in light chambers and not that the light chambers won't take place but not like what they thought. And that was beautiful. And the whole we are in charge of our ascension timing and path. And the other part that was so beautiful was no longer is it going to be a jarring or um, in any way frightening experience or in any way a surprise or a feeling of of, um, abruptness that we have so changed our ascension path that it's going to be smooth as silk, like water on the ocean, smooth ocean, and we'll be able to be so much more connected with each other and aware of each other's vibrations because there's not going to be this um, they're back, they're back, abrupt, we're so different from our family. No, no, no. It's going to be so seamless that we'll be we'll be able to stay much more connected with each other's vibrations. And that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, so the whole part about being in charge of our own timing as opposed to the rescue, Mother Earth being a healing starship for us, the more we connect with her, and the um, moving into the crystalline light body, just turning into our pure crystalline self with this beautiful you know, anti-aging treatment and also, no longer this go away from your family and then come back and then and then um, wear their vibrations so different from yours. None of that. Mm-hmm. It sounded like that all went away. Is is that the feeling you got, Catherine? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. all went away in the, within the last month. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's because of the work that all the light workers have done. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to me. When we went to um, Montreal, there were a number of people there. You know, everywhere we've gone, we encounter people who are helping to activate the crystal, 
who are traveling around the world to work on ley lines or to... In Montreal, there was a woman who went with a group to Bimini to help activate the emerald that is part of the energy system that is going to um, provide energy for the planet. It's just fascinating. Everywhere we go, we meet people who are already doing these things that we're doing. So there are light workers all over the world who are really spending many hours a day, like a full-time job, working to help heal the planet, to help lift the vibration. To We have friends in England who are working to um, heal the grid around the planet and to dismantle the grids that supported the dark energy. And that has been done just this week. Mm. So the dark energies no longer have any resource to feed it. So they're running without a full tank. And that's, so we're going to see the effect that the dark energies are waning. Now, there has been um, a big dust-up in the last week or two. Everywhere you look, um, for instance, in Iraq, it looks like Maliki is trying to start a war there so that he can um, create, you know, so he can call martial law and stay in power. But no one is fooled by it. No one is buying it. <laughs> so... It's gotten to the point where people who used to be frightening despots and, you know, murderous dictators, people are just going, ho-hum, we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Even though he did send in troops and has gotten, you know, made things miserable for the people there. But still... Nobody's saying, oh, we better placate this guy or we have to take this guy down. They're just saying, well, this is obvious. We know what he's doing. And he's not going to get away with it. So, meanwhile, he sent all of his family out of the country because he knows he's not going to get away with it. (laughs) Mm. So all around the globe, these people who used to have a lot of power and a lot of influence are making these last-ditch tries to keep their power, and it just is not working. And they're going to run out of steam soon because there's no support for it anymore. Now, this was a shock to us, and we were working on this during the week. And um, You know, the people who do this are just quietly behind the scenes doing their good work. They don't tell the world what they're doing. They don't advertise. They don't have a website. They're just doing the work and connecting with the council, getting their instructions, and just carrying them out. And these people are doing wonderful work. And we should send them love and thanks because it's exhausting, too, because they stay up all night sometimes. They're 
you know, working together with people all around the globe to make it happen. So this is what we discovered amongst us this week, that this grid had been put in place eons ago because it was permitted, because the dark ones were permitted here. And each species, each... Um, I don't know how quite to describe it. Each group has their own grid, um, and theirs was dismantled. The Dark One's grid was dismantled. And at the same time, they created an RV grid. (laughs) So (laughs) now, as of, I think, yesterday, the RV has its own grid. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Which means it's getting energy. It's going to be fueled by, you know, and when there's a grid around the planet, you can send your energy to the grid. Remember when we did the healing shows and we would do a healing and send it down to the earth and it yeah. would explode around the grid? Oh, and they could see it. It was just lit up and just traveled. Right. So let's right now do a little healing and energy pulse to activate the new RV grid. So everyone on the call, everyone who listens to this later on, let's just do a brief meditation. Picture yourself up above the planet looking at the planet, and of course there are always grids around the planet, and and these folks have been working on all the grids to make sure there is nothing there that is not of the for the greater good. So all these grids are now squeaky clean and fueling all the good things. Every species has a grid, including the humans, and now the RV has a grid. So the energy behind the RV, of course, is not about money. It's about prosperity. It's prosperity for everyone on the globe. And by taking our blessings and using them to help others, we're going to create the beginning. We're going to set in motion prosperity for all. So... Here we are. Let's picture ourselves up by by the Arcturian ship where we've done our healing calls. And together, we will all send a pulse of energy, bright, glorious, loving energy, downward to ignite the RV grid. I'll count downward from three to one, and on one, we're all going to send... Just a blast of bright, loving energy. Three, two, one, blast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And green and happy for Earth and for all the things we're going to be able to do with this. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, It's going to be a fabulous time. And we're going to even more, we're going to turn to each other, we're going to 
make networks. We're going to keep in touch with one another. We're going to build things. We're going to share our expertise in all kinds of areas. It's just going to be such a a wonderful time, people embracing each other and the possibilities. So we just sent an absolutely powerful blast of energy that guarantees that any blockages have just been removed. So, hooray. Hooray. The domino has been pushed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. So, we should probably get on to the channeling. I know that's the part people really love. So, tonight, Father God is going to come. He said he'd be here. First, we did the, the written message, and now he's coming to talk to us. Probably not a real long um talk but let's see what he has to say i think he wants to follow up on on the the message he gave me this afternoon and sananda wants to come oh and i think i'm hearing saint germain i think he wants to come through too <laughs> okay. okay so let us begin um I had figured we should try to keep this to a two-hour show. Um, so we'll have, I'll ask them not to not to take too long with their messages, so we'll have some time for questions. So let us turn this over to Father God and see what he has to say. All right, Catherine, we'll give you a, a few moments to transition and get comfortable. Get a sip of water and take a deep breath. And in a few seconds, I think we should hear from Father God. Father God, are you with us? Greetings, beloved Master. Yes, indeed, it is I. What a pleasure to listen to you, the two of you describing such exciting things. Your descriptions are beautiful. Your energy is divine. (laughs) And it's a pleasure for me to come to talk with you. I am the one that you've called Father God. I'm the one who pinched Catherine's toe and gave her all those messages for the last few years. And yes, I am still very much involved with this ascension process. I'm also the one that my friends in higher dimensions refer to as Ra because I've had many lifetimes and one of them was in the Egyptian culture where I was recognized as Ra. My beloved was called Isis. But all of us, you know, who are millions and millions of years old, have been known by many different names as we have come to Earth and other planets and other galaxies to do our work. I have been known as I as I began the 
teachings with Catherine, I called myself Yahweh. It's a nice old name, rather formal, but an ancient name in the in the Jewish tradition for God. It seemed suitable and a good start. And very soon, I also took on the identity of Zora, and Catherine has channeled me in that format as well. We have now retired, Zora, and I will talk to you as myself, Ra, or you can still call me Father God if you wish. But there is no need anymore for, um, what shall we call it, for mm, helping you along with the training wheels. Um, or nudging you along to reassure you, because now you're used to the idea that I am not the um, angry old man with a beard sitting in a cloud meeting out punishments. We did have to overcome that, you know. We had to convince people that God is not the one who punishes. Far from it. We never. We don't believe in punishment. It doesn't work. And it brings out the worst in everyone. So why would God want to be punitive and angry with his beautiful creations? It makes no sense. Nevertheless, this is what was taught. So now I can talk to you directly And you recognize me. You know I care very much about you. I send you my endless love. And now we are more comfortable. We can speak of things that you wouldn't have asked about before. We can bring you information that we could not get through before. And so it's been a long path. You're now used to the idea that there are people who channel, and you don't think it weird, most of you anyway. It simply is a matter of opening your third eye and the channel in your brain that goes from the center near where the pineal gland is, straight outward to your higher self, which is God. I gave you an exercise the last time on the call that helped you to anchor yourself in your own higher self. This, beloved ones, is the key. When you can speak with your own higher self, you are the channel for yourself. And there will come a time, not too far in the future, when you won't need to listen to someone channeling because you'll be able to hear the words yourself. It's not really words that you hear. It's meaning. When you channel, you will feel 
the presence of another one. You will feel as if you have company, just as you feel when a friend sits down beside you. You don't have to open your eyes to know there's someone there, to know that it's someone that you know. You will learn that. And as your bodies are changing into the crystalline form, your receivers are becoming sharper. You're going to be able to, like a, like a great dish, you're going to be able to receive information from the universe, from your higher self, of course. It's important to acknowledge and get to know your higher self because this is the part of you that has been watching over you all your life, the part of you who knows who you are, who knows where you've been, how you've felt about things, the people you've encountered. Not only is this your guide, it's also your memory. Your higher self remembers things that you may have long forgotten and also things from your former lives that inform what you're doing now. Your higher self is the one who oversees all this. So it's a very worthwhile experience, uh, connection, to be connected all the time to your higher self, who is, of course, your I am presence. Your higher self is constantly and completely connected with us in the higher realms, with Mother God and I, with all the masters you've heard from and many you haven't yet. Your higher self is there with us, connected, learning, experiencing what we see, what we know. It is a a very different view from the one you have here on the ground. And it can be very helpful for you, very enlightening for you, to be able to speak, connect with the feeling of your higher self. At first, you may not hear words per se. You may just get feelings, a sense of knowing. You know, when you feel something that you call intuition, it's really your higher self. And so, I have given you the message today in writing about the glorious path of ascension that you have risen to, created. Yes, you have created this. You envisioned it before you came here. In the councils, we talked long about what the possibilities would be, how far you thought you could take it, 
how much you thought you could accomplish here. And this timeline that you have now accomplished was our fondest hope. It has been delayed a bit, this completion of many things, but you see now. We did not rush to release the RV, to bring in the healing ships and so forth, because as day by day you raised your vibration, you increased the light, it became less and less necessary for us to intervene in a dramatic and um, sudden way, as our dear Meg has described so eloquently. Now, there was a part of the picture she painted that was very lovely, but possibly a bit more advanced from where you are now, and that would be the calm seas. You still may experience some weather, as you call it. There may be a few rough spots as Mother Earth is cleansing herself and as the injuries that have been done to her are healed. There may still be some upheavals, but it will not be the uh, pole-flipping, tsunami-creating hurricanes and uh, volcanoes erupting all over the planet, which was at one time the most likely possibility. Yes, it was. I can tell you that now without creating fear for you because I can tell you it is behind you. But it was very distinctly a possibility. And if you had continued on the timeline that was created in the 1950s and 60s, that is where Mother Earth would have ended, in a terrible disaster, a nuclear holocaust. And we would not allow that again. It has happened before in the universe, and we have experienced terrible trauma because of it. It was not allowed so yes, we did intervene in that regard. But we intervene as little as possible. And we have left a great deal to all of you on the ground. And what a job you have done. It is wondrous to us that you have actually been able to create this outcome. Still, there behind the veil as you are. You were awakening. You felt the need. You felt the drive, the thirst to create something wonderful, to bring love to planet Earth. So many of you felt the fire. You didn't know why you felt it so strongly, 
You just knew you had to do it. You had to join with others to work with environmental groups. You had to begin rescuing dogs instead of buying puppies from the puppy mills. You had to put pressure on your the people who govern you to behave decently and to take children into account, to allow lunches in school to be given to children who couldn't afford it, to give food stamps to people who didn't have enough, to raise the minimum wage, to stop the sweatshops. Look at all the things that you have fought for and been successful with. The campaign to stop the sonar that was injuring the cetacean nation. You have been very successful. Now, in places where you think you have not succeeded, there are indications. For instance, where there have been stalemates, for instance, in the United States Congress, you will see extremes coming to the fore. Such extremes that people will finally put their foot down and say, this is absurd. We will not support insanity in our government. We will not support greed and selfishness in any guise. We will not have a governance in which people are purchased by the highest bidder. It has reached an absurd degree, and that is part of the story, isn't it? When things become so extreme and so ridiculous that you cannot believe this is actually happening on your soil, well, that is the last gasp. That is when things really change. It's happening all over the globe. You mentioned earlier the dictators who are coming down and the people around the globe who are making trouble. Yes, there are those who were so attached to the darkness and the feeling that they got from being in power that they just could not let go. You know, it happens at every level. You joke about people who are control freaks. But that is grasping at darkness. People who cannot allow others to breathe freely. That is a kind of darkness. People who must feel better about themselves by being in charge, or worse yet, by putting others down, by judging and proclaiming others inferior. That was what you have called the cabal thinking, 
darkness, even if it takes place in the first grade class at your child's school. It is the the energy and the coloring of darkness. That, beloved ones, will be no more on your beautiful planet, Terra. You are going to return to paradise. You are going to walk there with us. We're going to walk down this path of ascension. We'll walk together, you and I, hand in hand, with our beloved masters around us. We will see this transition unfold. Look around you. In the northern hemispheres, There is green. The earth is beginning to recover. There will be no more monkeying with the weather. There will be no more um, manufactured droughts. It will take a little time to recover. We don't want it to happen all at once because then we'd have floods. So it's going to come gradually. The healing process is already underway. As the earth turns, so you will see your new world coming into existence before your eyes. Look to the children. They're different. Look at the multi-talented and remarkably intelligent and creative children that are coming forward now. It is a renaissance, the likes of which has never been seen on planet Earth. And it is such an exciting time. We are thrilling in the in observing this, in being a part of it with you, for we are there with you always. We feel what you feel. We know what it's like to be there. And we know how hard you've worked. And we are in wonder at what you've been able to accomplish. So do not think for a moment Dear ones, that if you don't see the ships landing in massive numbers this week, that nothing is happening. Oh, no. Just like your ascension path, disclosure will not necessarily have to be one great armada casting a shadow over the entire earth No, we will not do that. It will come little by little. It is coming little by little. And you will see the first interventions have been to make it very obvious that what we wish to do 
is to prevent war. And so our first interventions have been over battlefields. And so when people start to say, oh, I saw a ship. I know there was a ship on the Internet. I saw these pictures, the videos. It was a ship over a war zone. And yes, indeed, the battle seems to have come to an end. This is how we want to be known. Your galactic brothers and sisters are coming to build a reputation for those who wish to stop wars, who wish to help you to stop wars. This will counteract the fear and the crazy beliefs that were fed to everyone that aliens, what a ridiculous name to call your brothers and sisters, that aliens are going to come and monkey with your DNA and take your organs. Nonsense. But we must counteract that. And there were abductions. You know that. There were. And there were ships that came and mutilated cattle and left a bloodbath to frighten everybody. Those were not our ships. Those were from your own cabal, your own militaries, funded by the same families who have stolen all the money, There's no one country or no one person who was in charge of it. It was a an orchestrated project. And it has reached across many planets, many solar systems. But there is no need for you to fear. You are being protected. All reptilians, as you know, have been removed from your planet. The dark, the darkest of the dark ones are gone. In their place, in some cases, you will see clones. And the clones, you know, run out of steam after a while. So you don't need to be worried about being taken over anymore. You're being protected. And there is nowhere to go but up from here. So I am delighted to bring you this good news and to help you understand this ascension process that is your creation We will be here to help you understand it. I want to reiterate to all of you, there is nothing to fear. In fact, there is much to celebrate, much to feel great pride and pleasure about your hard work, your new friends, all that is happening now. We are delighted. Be with us in this in this great celebration.
Lift your eyes. You will see what we see. Lift your eyes to connect with your higher self and ask your higher self to show you the view from higher dimensions. You will be delighted. Now I'm going to... I'm going to... um, Uh, hold back my inclination to want to be a bit long-winded because I really enjoy being here with you. But I'm going to pass the talking stick, as you sometimes say, to my dear brother, Sananda, and let him have a few words, too. But meanwhile, let's let Catherine come back so she can stretch and say hello in between. And I I will let you know that Sananda is here. He will be ready as soon as you are ready for him. My blessings to all of you, beloved children. I am your Father God, Ra. Namaste, beloved ones. Namaste, Father God. Namaste, Ra. Thank you for your beautiful message. That hmm. was uplifting and and very encouraging. And you could just feel the love. What a beautiful, beautiful presence. Oh, yes. Welcome back. I I just love channeling Father God. I I love doing this. <laughs> I like all of them, but I just love channeling because I get to feel their energy. And it's such a pleasure. Are you there, Meg? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I heard something on the line. I thought maybe mm-hmm. we had trouble again. <laughs> Seems like uh, Gabriella said we're are, we're back online. At least we have our internet back. Oh, good. But, but while you're there, we'll let you carry on. Yes. Well, I just oh. loved his voice when he said, and the timeline that you have reached was our fondest wish. Mm. Mm. That was beautiful. And such congratulations to all of our work. Accomplished behind the veil. Oh, that was so lovely. Just following the intuition without knowing so much of the plan, just feeling pulled by our hearts. What lovely words to hear. Very reassuring. Yes. It is wondrous, isn't it, when you think about it? How have we been able to do this? It's just following your heart, just blindly sometimes. Just keep, we just kept going. And look where we are now. It's amazing. And we get to channel ourselves. (laughs) That was wonderful. We're channeling ourselves. Who says we can't channel? We all can channel. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It feels so good to 
to bring these wonderful, wonderful beings through to help us, to encourage us, to love us. They are so loving and so patient and kind. And he said Sananda was biting at the heels right behind him. So you just let me know whenever you're ready and we'll we'll welcome Sananda. Okay. I have my little pup here now in my lap. He's just come. Little Che is here to take part in this. He likes to be here when I channel. He loves the energies too. Yes. All right, so let's call on Sananda. Very good. I know he's waiting right here. <laughs> so I'll just take a moment and move over and give him space. <laughs> Very comfortable. Wonderful. All right, we'll just give a quick bridge for Catherine to take a deep breath, and we know Sananda is not far away. And. We would love for you to join us, beloved Sananda. Welcome. Greetings, beloved ones. Yes, it is I, Sananda. What a pleasure. I loved listening to Father God's message as well. He has such... Well, you know, we we can't use the word pride here because we don't feel what is usually called pride exactly. You're used to that word being connected to something that has to do with ego. But there is a feeling of heart-swelling gladness and joy when we see what you have accomplished. It is truly wondrous, as you were saying. Dear Meg, your words about accomplishing all this behind the veil. It is so true. It is a wondrous thing. Look where, how far you have come. How much you've done to help each other. How much you've done to support and encourage one another. It's a magnificent thing. And we have a kitty playing music in the background. She's ringing the chimes. That was a good place to put the chimes as we speak of what a wondrous thing it is that you have accomplished. (laughs) You know, we haven't mentioned yet the animals and what part they play in this ascension of planet Earth. You have talked a bit about the cetacean nation. You know that the whales, the dolphins, maintained the balance, the energy of love, through all those years of darkness. They too have suffered They've suffered a great deal at the hands of whalers, hunters, those who saw these great, magnificent creatures only as a source of profit. 
even that is waning as your organizations refuse to allow these massacres to continue, cutting off a shark's fin and throwing the body back into the ocean. What a barbaric thing. It, too, is ending. There will be a time very soon where no one would ask to eat shark fin soup. Where no one would ask for any supplement that contained shark cartilage. There is no need for any human now to be eating their brothers and sisters. There is no need. And the sooner we change that habit and the sooner that people understand your bodies can be richly nourished by the vegetables and fruits and grains that are so plentiful on your planet. And you need not worry that there would not be enough land or enough vegetables or enough produce to sustain you because, of course, the animals are eating the very grass and taking the land that could very well be used to grow much more efficiently, much less, with much less damage. There would be plenty for all. In fact, you would see less of the desertification, as they call it, the creation of deserts by over-cultivating um, the same lands again and again, abusing them, putting down chemical fertilizers instead of the natural residue that is produced by farming. You could sustain the soil very nicely without drastic efforts. Of course, it takes more attention. It takes more putting your hands into the actual soil. It is an honorable and pleasurable, I might say, activity to grow plants, to grow food, There will come a time soon when those young people who are awakening look around them and say, I love to do that. I want to be of service. I want to be one who grows the beautiful, nutritious plants that will help my brothers and sisters. There are many of them coming. There are many who have been farmers who are awakening. And there are many, even those who don't have a lot of money, who are not wealthy, who are saying, I will not eat those terrible things in the store that are grown at great 
abuse to the soil and to the farmlands. I will not eat those animals that are grown so abusively, so in such cruel circumstances. Why would you? Watch the movies. Watch the films that have been made for your edification. Do not be afraid to watch them. You will know the truth. There is a movie called Food, Inc. It's been around quite a long time. And also the one known as Thrive, the movie. These are wonderful documentaries that bring the truth, which you all need to know. It will help you. For if you thought you had quite a taste for steak, well, perhaps you won't feel the same way after you watch these films. Perhaps you won't like the idea of eating chicken every day once you see what is done to the lovely birds. It is not such a terrible sacrifice. It's no sacrifice at all. In fact, your bodies will rejoice. You will feel yourselves becoming younger. It is part of the ascension process. And those of you who have already chosen to take this path of appreciating, acknowledging the animals around you. You, when you go out into the world and you ask for your vegetarian meal, let everyone hear. If you order at a restaurant, let everyone know. Oh no, I don't eat my brothers and sisters. The people around the table will look stunned at first but they will not forget what you have said. And the next time, next time they look at a plate full of meat, they're going to think, this is my brother or my sister. And you will have made your point. Don't be shy. Come forward and express what you know in your heart. You will not suffer from the lack of all those meat products. And I do not say products lightly because many of the things you think you're eating that are actually meat are some combination of terrible things that have been made to replace meat because they're profitable. I won't describe those things, you can read about it or see it in the films. Now, I have taken this tack in the last few conversations that we've had. I'm trying to push you. You feel that, don't you? I'm describing 
the darkness that you have come out of and that may just be sticking to the heel of your shoe. You may be walking the path, but you may still be dragging a little of that with you. This is why I speak of these things, to help remind you how insidious it's been, these ideas that have so pervaded your culture and all the cultures of the earth. It is not easy to leave behind everything you've known. And many of you truly did not understand, truly did not see it the way I'm describing it to you now. You didn't feel there was anything wrong with eating meat. It was just what everyone did. Why would you think it was wrong? It was a way of life. And it still is in many places. But it is not necessary any longer. And there is no disgrace or no shame I do not talk to you of these things because I think you should feel bad. No, not at all. In fact, take pride in the fact that you've reached the point where we can talk about these things openly with understanding, with compassion and forgiveness. We must forgive, beloved ones. We must learn to look back at ourselves, at those who created the the traditions and those who supported the way of life. There is no judgment we need make. There is no condemnation we need. To express. It is simply acknowledging. Here we are. We've come through a very dark time, and here are all the permutations and expressions of that darkness laid out before us. So many more than we knew. The clothing you've worn, the food you eat, The air you breathe, filled with smoke and pollutants, completely unnecessary. Completely. Now, there are many who will get up in arms if you say it's completely unnecessary to use fossil fuels. And they say, oh, no, our economy would crash. Everyone would freeze to death. We couldn't get anywhere. It's not true. The technologies are here. They are available. It is now up to all of you to create them. Yes, truly. Take hold. Be the ones who bring these technologies to your town, to your neighbors. Be the one who 
find the people who can build these brand new technologies. Compare, study, share. You have seen that there are plans for many different kinds of free energy motors, gadgets, and so forth. Many ways to produce energy that don't require any fossil fuels and do not require enormous windmills that thump and create uh, a resonance that goes deep into the heart of Gaia. They're not necessary. Solar energy is a stopgap measure. But of course it creates tremendous pollution, building all those acres and acres of panels. It's not necessary. Except amongst yourselves that there are better ways to do it, and you simply need to find it. You simply need to produce it. Find the people who know how to build it and help them. And you will be changing your world. Again, further, you will be lifting the energy of the planet just as you have been doing for the last many years. You're all creators. You're all imaginative, resourceful, and energetic. Have you noticed it? Becoming more and more energetic, more and more resourceful, more ready to reach out and say, all right, I can do this. I'll take part in this. It's worth it. You are changing, all of you. And it is a wonderful thing to behold. So be aware. Don't be afraid to look at where you've been. Don't be afraid to assess what is important to you. What is not so important? What is dear to your heart? What is just an old way that was handed down and is no longer necessary? Be astute. Be aware. But most of all, be in your heart. And you will know You will know in a moment if something makes you uncomfortable, look at it. Assess it. Walk around it. Look at it. And be honest with yourselves. Do I really need to cling to those old things? Do I really need to align myself with something that is from the past. And you will see 
It becomes easier and easier. We don't only want to feel good. Although feeling good is very nice, isn't it? But this is not our goal, and that is not what ascension is. Ascension is wisdom, is depth, perspective, seeing the truth, and seeing deeply into the truth, not just the easy truth. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm an environmentalist. I recycle glass. Well, no, that doesn't make you an environmentalist. It means that you're aware of recycling glass, yes, but does it mean you're really in tune your heart to the heart of your planet? That's what it means to be an environmentalist. Do you speak with your trees? Do you make friends with the insects that come your way? Do you love animals other than just the one on your lap? And do you speak for them? There are many ways that you can move this process ahead, beloved ones. I've just named about a hundred. And you will have a thousand more. As you come into your own, as you reach deeply into your hearts, and as you connect to your higher selves, as Father God has said, you will find yourself tapping into strength you didn't know you had. Finding yourself putting your foot down. I will not permit the things that I used to permit. I will not indulge in the things that I used to do. There's no need to, because for us, there is a brighter way, a more beautiful path. It is the path of pure love. Friendship, compassion, forgiveness, and joy. I love you with all my heart, beloved ones. Continue your glorious path, raising yourselves inch by inch, degree by degree, You march toward the higher dimensions and we cheer you on with our hearts filled with love, our arms open wide. We send you our love and our blessings. Namaste, beloved ones. I am your Sananda. Namaste, Sananda. Thank you so much for your message. Yes. Welcome, Catherine. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) My arm falls asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. 
feels like that we've just been asked to take AP calculus. It feels <laughs> like that we've just, the bar has been raised, and there's a, Sananda said, he's applying pressure. Do we feel pressure? And uh, that polishing the diamond and applying pressure mm. from coal to a diamond and and giving us different edges to look at and... Oh, I just loved when he said, don't be afraid to look. Don't be afraid to look at the choices that you have in front of you and be uncomfortable and look at it and dance around with it and play with it and see what kind of honest connections we can make with the choices that we've made in the past and maybe choose again with a different perspective. It's like we're giving mm-hmm. new perspectives. Mm-hmm. I've found every day is filled with new decisions and new possibilities. Every day. As you know, as you hone your outlook, as you really think about the impact we have, the you know, it's one thing to say, Oh yes, I'm a spiritual being and I am ascending but what does that really mean? How do you have to act if you're if you're someone who is ascending? Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're saying to us, isn't it, over and over again? How well, do you I act think... mm-hmm. as someone who's ascending? Yes, and why I think I find Mark's work so powerful in watching both you and Mark work together was what he's brought into our world is this extra level of mindfulness of the choices we make. And, you know, Sananda also talks about in his um, other teachings, the mindfulness is the healing. And that being able just to look at things again with fresh eyes, which is so tough sometimes because we have Mm -hmm. our past with us. But the challenge to look with fresh eyes at what we're doing to make different choices Um, I mean, even just the other day I was with a patient and she was talking about the centipedes in her house and how she was trying to manifest a new home and the centipedes. And and, um, I was like, well, you know, we are on their land. She went, what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was just a new perspective. It just was like she scratched her head, I think, literally, you know. And I think... They're just offering us a new way to look at it. And, and, and how do you change putting them outside as opposed to squashing them? And isn't that a different choice, you know? And, um, and that's, mm-hmm. that's nice to have a different uh, outlook to, to reflect differently on, our, on the way things have always been. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I found the um, one of the dilemmas for me lately is Mosquitoes. <laughs> I don't have any problem taking the stink bugs outdoors and the pantry moths, you know, shooing them out the doors. <laughs> so I had to really um, kind of wrestle with its dilemma about mosquitoes, and I decided that if it bites me, I'll smack it. <laughs> if it doesn't, I let it go, you know. Swish it away. Try to get it away. Try to use repellent. But if it bites me, uh, yeah, 
I have to respond. But not unless. So I think that's probably the interim position that we'll take until eventually there won't be any insects biting us. Mm-hmm. And there won't be any animals eating each other. So I guess we're in this um, transition time where we really have to think about what we do and what the impact is. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling, you know, I have this lovely property in 16 acres and about six of it is arable. You know, I could plant I could plant food on a lot of it, and I have in the past, and it's hard because I've been traveling. So I can't have my big vegetable garden that I've had so many years. And it I really miss it because it's such a pleasure to go out in the morning in your nightgown, you know, and tend your tend your tomatoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When the, as the sun comes up over the mountain, so I'm, you know, going to have to replace that with something fun. But it's it's taught me a lot, mm. being here in the country and being next to the earth for many years. I've I've cultivated the land, and I really have enjoyed it. And it's made me really appreciate what it takes to grow a good vegetable. Mm. It takes love. You have to really love the vegetables into growing and and blossoming. And without that, it doesn't produce the same kind of food. I've also found I can work with the nature spirits. So that part is really fun. Hmm. And they help out. I have a good story about that. I have several stories about working with the nature spirits. But a couple of years ago, I just a few years ago, I built a greenhouse on the back of my house. So I have just enough sun that I can grow um, lettuce all year round. And now I have beds full of parsley. Um, and some flowers and some other things growing. But one year, just as I was putting in, the, just as the seeds were sprouting, I, I saw that there were just millions of little black bugs crawling all over the soil. And it, I figured it just couldn't be good because there were so many of them. So I called on the deva, the nature spirits, and the deva of the little black bugs. You don't have to know the name. You just tell the nature spirit. And I told the nature spirit, you know, I'm a little concerned about all these black bugs. Are they going to overwhelm my vegetables? And she said yes. seemed like a she. Um, so I said, okay, can you work with me about this? She said, yes. And I said, well, I really ask that these little black bugs be removed from my greenhouse. I will, it has a, a vent that opens in the ceiling. And I said, I'll, I'll open the doors and 
I'll go, you know, take care of things. And and I'd really appreciate it if you would ask the little black bugs to leave the the flats where I was growing vegetables and, and go out the door. Just then the phone rang, and I ran into the house from the greenhouse, went in to get the phone, and then got busy and forgot and went back an hour or two later, and I realized, oh, my gosh, the living room is full of little black bugs. Because I had left the door open. (laughs) Oh, no. So I said, okay, um, do you think we could continue this process a little further? And I asked, please, um, could the little black bugs continue on outdoors <laughs> through the living room door outside. So I opened the living room door and closed the, the doorway between the greenhouse and the house and came back um, a couple of hours later and there was not one little black bug to be seen anywhere. Oh, my goodness. I was dumbfounded, I have to say. I I mean, I did it for fun, sort of, and half believing that this would be possible. But when I went out to the greenhouse, there was not one where there had been thousands a couple of hours before. Mm. I can't explain it, but it worked. That reminds so me of why my do we best need friend. Yes, my best friend had a cockroach problem in her house. And she said, I'm not using any of those poisons. Uh-huh. And she did just like you did, and she sat down and she said, I want to talk to the general of the cockroaches in this house. I know there's one, and I need uh-huh. to talk with you. And she didn't hear back, but she just carried on the conversation. And she said, this is not working out. I have three children. I know we share this land, but I really need you to find another home, and I would be so grateful. I mean, she had hundreds that were all in immaculate kitchen. It wasn't even to do with it being dirty. And the next morning, she never saw one again in four years. And wow. it was just this discovering that we have a grid that we can connect with and respecting and just asking just like you did. And I was, oh, my gosh, I love that story, and here you have one too. So it can be done if we just go in our hearts and talk to them like equals and and lay our request out there. And That's and a see. wonderful story because cockroaches can be such a problem. Of course, mm-hmm. these black bugs probably would have defeated my... <laughs> My plants, but mm-hmm. wow, that's even more dramatic. But just I love it. It can be done. It makes my whole perspective change. I have a whole new outlook on how to interact, and it's nice to hear that. Well, we have a challenge for everyone out there to bring us their stories, to act on this knowledge, and I would love to hear in the coming weeks, the success stories that people will have when they act on this knowledge that you can negotiate 
Oh, with yes. What a wonderful the idea. other intelligent beings in the world and that they will be respectful if we are. Mm. I want to hear everybody's, you know, stories about how they are able to put this into action. I'm sure there are lots of people who are going to have, you know, situations where they, I wonder, oh, of course, bed bugs. Mm. Mm-hmm. How else could you get rid of bed bugs? But by asking them. Hmm. Well, let's I see. I like you. it. Yeah. I want to hear them too. Yeah, so this is great. I think I think we have a challenge for everybody to see how they handle this and their success stories. Now that that's a great. partnership, yes. <laughs> oh, I think we can start a new a new um movement here. <laughs> Talk about grid work. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Love your bugs. <laughs> All right. So I know uh, St. Germain wanted to come through. We don't have too much time. So we'll ask him to just come briefly and then maybe answer some questions. That sounds great. Um, it's all right if we if we run over a few minutes to in order to take a few questions. Yes. So... Let's figure we'll go till about um, 10 after the hour. That gives us about mm-hmm, about 20 How minutes. How are we doing? Do we have a whole lot of people on the panel to ask questions? Let's see. You see the, no, the little... we have only four hands up right now. Okay. So, so let's see what St. Germain wants to say, and then we'll go right to the questions. Very good. All right, so we'll give you a minute to resettle and pet Che and take a deep breath and sip of water. I know St. Germain is not far. And we welcome you, beloved St. Germain. Hello, dear Meg. We meet again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, I have loved this. Um, conversation. You range far and wide and such important topics. You're bringing it all together. It's a very interesting conversation. I'm happy to be part of it. Now, I told you on our last call that your RV was just a breath away. Well, of course, some of you may be turning blue if you took my advice, but It is just a breath away, I guarantee you. You heard tonight about some of the work that's being done. And you, with your energies, sending that blast to the grid, what a brilliant idea. You have had tremendous influence there. You know, when you do that, First of all, by creating the grid, and secondly, by energizing it, as you just did. It's as if um, you just turned on a light in a dark room. And once you do that, 
it can never be the same. So when there are, you know, groups of um, of old guys smoking their cigars, let's use a caricature, counting their money in the back room under a light bulb, and you come in and you turn on the floodlights, well, they feel uncomfortable. They they can't do what they were doing in the dark. It doesn't feel right anymore. You don't sit out in the sunshine and count your piles of money. You do it in the back room in secret. Well, this is what's happening. You are turning on the lights. And the lights are going on around the planet. It's thrilling to watch. You know, we've been working very hard. We've told you this before, but there are so many wonderful, wonderful light workers, courageous people. We have such a team on the ground. You will maybe you'll never hear of them until later years when it's all in the records, in the Akashic records, and you can go and research who these people were who made these wonderful things possible. There are many, and they are working, many of them, day and night, to make this happen. You hear from the gurus and the experts and so on, oh, this one's doing that, and here's where the obstruction is, and This is where the bad guys have intervened and so forth. Well, you hear some pretty pretty, uh, mud-slinging stories about Obama and about the Treasury and about the IMF and so on. But I assure you, there are brilliant light workers in all those places. Some of them were undercover for a while, including your Obama. He has been undercover because, of course, if he had come right out and said to everyone exactly what he intended to accomplish, it could never have been done. They would not have allowed him to live. So we've protected him. He's gone gradually in actually in perfect step with this ascension process. Now you're noticing, aren't you, things are unfolding gracefully, gently. In some places it seems as if it's taking forever, but that's not really why it's moving slowly. It's moving slowly the way the tide moves. It's taking with it, with it all the institutions, all the structures. Everything is evolving like a great wheel turning. Every spoke is in place. Every element is being expressed. Every person is being taken into account. It is a massive project. It is a global project. It is not just about 
allowing the people in the U.S. to have their blessings, although that is an important part. But it is important that it play out in just the right timing, just the right graceful process. Because, as you know, the U.S. has been the home of the brightest and the bravest and the darkest. It has been the place where freedom was brought to the light and it is the place where it is most frequently stolen because it's there to steal. And so it has been dark and light a harlequin nation. And now you are coming out of this. The dark fades away as darkness does. And the light is coming to the fore. There will be no more stealing of your precious freedoms, your priceless freedoms. For freedom is priceless. And you are learning that there is no way that money can create freedom. Now that seems absurd for me to say because I am the one who's decided, not alone, of course, but to be on the forefront of taking this forward, the idea that if we flood the planet with wealth, we can defeat the darkness. Well, of course we can. But it's an interim step. It is not the end. It is not the goal that everyone have lots of money. Oh, no. I've never really liked money myself. I do like precious jewels. They're very beautiful. I like beauty. I like the fine things in life, of course. But they do not require money. They require cooperation, friendship, networks of people providing for each other in the most beautiful way possible. There will be enough to go around. There will be enough for everyone to have beauty in their lives. For that is what makes life worth living. Having enough to eat, of course, that's important. A roof over your heads. But without beauty, without music, Without art, without laughter, life is not worth living, is it? And so you have all known this in your hearts. You have all tried to create laughter and beauty around you in your own ways. And you are succeeding day by day, creating a more and more beautiful earth. 
and we together will walk this path of ascension into the paradise that you have been promised. It is a beautiful day. It is a new day. And we all look forward with such anticipation and joy because, beloved ones, it is time. We are there, and it is happening. You can feel the anticipation and the the happiness and joy already around the globe. You know it's coming. You can feel it in the wind. You can taste it. Yes, indeed. It will all be yours. But even better, it will be ours together. And we are turning a corner together. And when we do, life will never be the same again. We will never have to struggle with the sadness and the despair and the deprivation that so many have experienced. We will never have to fear our neighbor. Everyone is learning together, step by step. Continue, continue, keep your vibrations high. Do not allow anything to get in the way of your dreams that dream of being surrounded by those you love, by celebrating together, by seeing your bodies evolve and change as if by magic because the energies are rising around you and all you need to do is absorb it. Take it into your being and let your heart rejoice. And you will hear, in the back of your mind, you'll hear the familiar sound of angels singing. You've heard it before. Connect with your higher self, and you will hear the sound in the wind. You will hear the trees, the plants making their beautiful music. It is all there for us to enjoy. And I wish you all a happy new year. (laughs) Namaste, all. I am your Saint Germain. Namaste, Saint Germain. Thank you for your (laughs) message. Hey, Catherine. He's laughing. (laughs) He's always laughing. (laughs) Okay. So I heard him say Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) A brand new day, yes. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) All right, let's see if we can answer a few questions. All right, so we've got two here. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. All right, so we're going to see how Meg does on this. Are we ready? All right. 
So you know how we're to gonna, yeah, we're turn gonna, on the little red microphone. Yes, and when your line's open, we'll just say your name and where you're from and your question. All right, here we go. I'm going to open up area code 620, ending in 4304. Terrific. Look at oh. that. There we go. Your line's open. Come on. The only thing I wanted to mention was I could not get your program on Blog Talk. I tried three or four different times, and it comes up not nothing on. So hmm. I just wanted to let you know in case you were expecting it to be on, and it, it wasn't. So I called in. Oh, dear. Oh, I'm sorry you had that trouble. No, I mean, it didn't bother me that I had to call in, but I just wondered if it was going to be recorded so that it could be heard again. Oh, I hope so. This happened last week. Oh, well, we've got dear. it on here, so I mean, we're, I've got it on my computer now, so I do see it. Well, I so. actually, you know, copied the site that you said to go on. I didn't type it in, you know. I copied it and, or cut and pasted it, you know, on where I should, and I did it three different times. And finally, oh, I and, well, sometimes they get that number wrong. If you go for future, this is for everybody. If you type in blogtalkradio.com slash channel panel, that okay. takes you to my site. Okay. And, and there you'll see all the shows listed. Okay. So you scroll down. And, oh. you know, the one for today will be at the top usually, but... There are, then there are other shows. You can scroll down and see the other shows listed. Okay. So this is true for everybody. If you can't, if the link doesn't work, just go to blogtalkradio.com slash channel panel, and you'll be able to find the show. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Hey, you didn't tell us your name, though. Oh, Lois from Kansas. Hi, Lois. Okay. Thanks for your comment. Okay, thank you. Enjoy okay. your... All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, well, we have to make that clear to everybody because sometimes those links don't work. I don't know why, but once in a while they have the wrong number. Or you might be looking at a, a link to some past show. So, okay, let's see who's yeah. next. All right, so I'm going to open up area code 518. Ending in five six three zero, and tell us your name and where you're calling from. My name is Zary, and I'm calling from Yorktown, Virginia. And Namaste to all. Hi. I'm, Could you okay. say your first name again? Zaries, Z-A-R-I-E-S. Zaries, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, greetings. <laughs> greetings. What's your question? Well, I don't really have a question. I'm calling about uh, your book that I ordered back in March and um, haven't received it, and I had sent you an email. And I oh, know you've dear. Been busy. I understand that, um, but I really would like to have the book. Oh, so, and I I'm sorry. Well, Please send me another email. Um, my book shipper, lovely Leslie, has just had hip surgery, and so oh. she had to turn it over to me. Um, uh, f- some a month or so ago, and so if there was any question in between, I'm sorry, it may have dropped through the cracks. I do yeah, apologize. But 
that's fine. I I accept your apologies. I just would really like to have the book. That's all. Oh so, yes. So um, just send me an email uh, with your address. Okay. And your name. I will get an, a book out to you immediately. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for the program, and I thank us all for being as magnificent as we are. Yes. Oh, thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. You have my email address, right? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. I do. I'll be looking for it. Okay. Thank all you. Right. Oh. Bye-bye. Thank you, Darius. So I am looking for someone to help us out with the book shipping, but it unfortunately has to be somebody nearby. And we had such a good thing going with Leslie. She's so competent and so good at this, and I'm not. So I'm trying to keep up with the book orders, but we do need help. So if anybody lives nearby and they know, you know, here in upstate New York, um, we'd love to have some help. So who's next? All right. So now we're going to go to area code 717, ending in 7254. What's your name and where you're calling from? Good evening, Catherine. Good evening, Meg. My name is Kareen, and I'm in Pennsylvania. And I wanted to know, hello, I wanted to know with the shift in the timelines and all the changes that have come with it, Will there be a time when the veil of forgetfulness will be completely removed and lifted? Yes. Yes, there definitely will. Um, I don't think I even need to call anybody in to answer this because I don't think they can tell us exactly when that will be. I think it it's when we reach a certain level. You know, when we get into the higher fifth dimension, that's when we know what they know. That's when we have access to all these things. It's really similar, I think, to when we, you know, it used to be you had to die to get there. And once you go to the higher fifth dimension, you are, you do lose the veil. And we learn in between lives all about you know, what happened to our planet and what happened to us and who we really are, and then we plunge back in again and it's all forgotten. But in between lives, we've had that ability. So once we get to, I think, the upper fifth dimension, we're going to be able to know a whole lot more. Oh, well, thank you very much. I was just kind of curious on that because I realize that this ascension process is individualized now and so it's going to be I guess up to everybody individually how it takes place and together of course yes it's perfect isn't it yes it is it's really a great plan it's wonderful thank you Catherine (laughs) I really appreciate everything you do thank you welcome thank you Thank you so much. Thank you, Corinne, for your call. Namaste to both of you. Thank you. Wonderful. I All love right. the warmth that you feel yeah. when people call in. And mm-hmm. Very Lovely. Sweet. All right, we're going to oh. go to area code 803, ending in 5415. 
Yes, this is Kenneth, uh, Ken Lappers. Uh, I'm from living in Maryland right now. Hi, and, welcome, uh, Ken. Thank you. Um, I've recently been diagnosed with multiple myeloma, uh, mm. bone cancer disease. Um, uh, I'm dealing with a lot of pain right now, and well, I, I'm just trying to figure out how to send pain, how to send love to something that hurts so much. Oh, yes. It is hard. You know, it's easy to say when you're not sick what you should do, what people should do, but I really understand what you're saying. It's very hard to keep your vibration up and to send love to something you can't stand. It, it would be your natural, you know, I mean, impulse. I've had years of years of working metaphysics and groups and teachers and and all uh-huh. of that. And, and I can visualize it. I can visualize it, but when it comes down to it being so personal, right? It just seems it takes. It's it's in a form where sitting. Even laying now, sometimes I, I, it's hard to get out of the pain, and because uh, it's in the hip area that mm-hmm. the pain is on the left leg, and and I just, oh, I was just. I'm getting okay. Come to the healing session on Sunday because you're. Um, what you're suffering from is so common and so difficult. I want to offer a special session so that we can approach it and help you to try and find a way to lift your vibration to the point where you completely disintegrate the cancer cells. Because that's the most efficient way to do it. Now, there are other methods, too. There are other alternative um, procedures and and techniques that are very good um, to help with the cancer, to help to eliminate it. That, of course, the um, standard medical system doesn't want us to know. And maybe Meg will have some suggestions about that. If the, um, the, the the large tumor that they see it in the hip area, that's what's pushing against the nerve and the muscle. I told them mm-hmm. I said it feels like a like I'm sitting on a ball bearing or a marble all day long, and then it oh. causes the pain to shoot down my leg. And he says, "Well, that's it because it's the size of a lemon and it's it's applying pressure in that area." Right. And so I'm. I've been in limbo for the last two months going through tests and, you know, it's just like, well, the test is going to be in two weeks. And then they weren't able to get all the way to the hip bone for it. So it's, then they said, well, reschedule it for the CT. And then it was mm-hmm. like another two weeks. And it's just added up and it's, I've been floating in limbo and 
this Tuesday I will be uh, leaving to be with family down in Louisiana. And mm-hmm. uh, at this point, starting treatments down there. But I'm I'm open for miracles. I'm I'm just good. I, I'm I'm working on visualizing sending love to it, and it's and 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 having I, I'm a Reiki a Reiki master, a Karuna Reiki master, arcing light practitioner, and I it just I do Reiki symbols and a little work on it, but. It's so much easier to work on somebody else than to work yeah, on yourself. Yeah, of course. Well, we're going to work on you. So let's, you need some help. And some Thank help you. from people who really understand and can help you approach this in the most effective way. So it's time now we're going to end our show, but come on Sunday. And in the meantime, do the meditation, I command the experience of perfect health. And keep experience of perfect health. And keep envisioning your body and see the tumor shrinking and melting away. Okay. You're gonna send, you're gonna send from the marrow of your bones, you're gonna send the antibodies that recognize the difference between cancer and themselves. And the antibodies are going to go and surround the cancer cells and melt them away. And as you take that stance with yourself, I demand the experience of perfect health. You're going to send the cells to go to that tumor and surround it and begin to shrink it and melt it away. And I guarantee you, you can do this. I've seen it happen. Thank you. I've worked with people who, who literally eliminated a tumor. And the, this is my first experience with the with your... I'm on on my phone, and uh, a friend in Florida suggested it. And is that at 2 p.m. on Sunday? Oh, yes. Uh huh. Well, we have in the archives, there are many healing shows that are going to be very helpful. And the more you can listen to, the better, because you're going to learn these techniques and you're going to get support, which is so important right now. So come on Sunday, same channel, um, Sunday at 2, we have Sananda for a healing show, and we will approach this. We'll, We'll take it on, and you'll get support from the entire community. Thank you. It's just helping other people in situations like this is what I was wanting to do in the first place and mm-hmm. I was thinking that if this was like my higher self's way of saying now you can say with confidence I understand what you're going through 
Yes. And I'm like, okay, we can turn it off any time now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you're going to turn it off yourself, and you're going to say, all week long, all day long, I demand the experience of perfect health. I am in perfect health. My body is strong, clean, and clear. And then you're going to send the cells to surround that tumor and just melt it away. Thank you. Okay. See you on Sunday, Kenneth. Keep, keep doing this, and you can literally shrink that tumor in a matter of a day. Well, I'm starting tonight. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Kenneth, and we'll talk to you on Sunday. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Um, Meg? Well, Catherine, yes, I just want to point out the time to you and see where you're where you're at with that. Uh, it's, it's time for us to close down right now. Okay. Um, we will do the question and answer again perhaps on Sunday for a little bit to to get some feedback because I bet you there're going to be people there who have some experiences to describe about their successes with you know their um working with the animals or the bugs or or healing yes so it's really important that people be able to, maybe we'll take, actually maybe we'll take the questions in the beginning of the show mm-hmm. and then we'll let Sananda do the healing session. And it's nice to end it, you know, with the healing vibes. It's just, it's always so, such a high vibration call. So we'll do a few questions in the beginning and have people bring us their stories and maybe some um, questions, as Kenneth did, about what they need to heal. And we'll take it on. Yes. And everybody, in the meantime, do the RV grid work with your animals. Right. Yes. That would be wonderful. RV grid work, yes. Yes. Okay, so Sunday will be... um, I'll have Tom from the Freedom Club back on to be the co-host. Um, he's already talked quite a lot about his work, and so he'll he'll be there to facilitate. Um, but that'll be Sananda's call. So it's been lovely, Meg. What a pleasure! What a well, pleasure thank you. you this, this has call. been a joy, and for all of you around the world. Um, What a wonderful community. It's an honor to be with you. Thank you, Catherine. Oh, and thank you, and I am inviting you to come back because this was really great fun. So we'll plan that, okay? Very good. Well, wonderful. Good night, everyone out there, and good night, Catherine. Now, if you would like, you can press the little button next to the music. It says Lucille and... And set the slider to go on, and we'll have the music to say goodnight to. All right. So, 
Meg Davis, thanks for coming. Catherine, thank you so much. Good night, everybody.